Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. In this week's episode, we will discuss education reform on mission. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle Washington coming to you. Good evening, this is your host Buffy Williams and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. Tonight's topic is a look at the Global Education Monitoring Report 2020. A recap on last week's show, we talked about the expanding of financial literacy in K-12 through and how integral it is in the future of our economic literacy for the world. On tonight's episode, we explore the 2020 report looking at global education monitoring, which is a wrap up of the second round table um, that I had episode um, the other day where we talked about with professionals about their experiences um, from Singapore Um, to the U.S. and India and other places across the world. But let us hear your thoughts. Uh, Call us at 917-948-7542 or put your comments in the chat or tag us on social media using the hashtag NHEG. Or as always, you can post your comments on Twitter at Buffy underscore Williams or on Spreaker, Instagram, or YouTube. But remember that my fellow co-host, uh, Erica Hansen's show airs on Thursdays at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, the Global Education Monitoring Report 2020 um, takes a look at 
a lot of different issues in education globally. And they also look at inclusion and equity. And they look at those, of course, as two separate entities because they are. But one of the important things is that um, this is this report is designed to be progress towards a sustainable um, development of a better educational system. And it targets specific areas. Uh, again, it addresses inclusion in education and it draws attention to the overall um, form of how we go about educating our children in K through 12. And it also looks at the background and the ability of these countries um, to be able to provide a better educational system. And so with that, it's designed to bring awareness uh, to ensure that we have an inclusive and equitable um, quality of, of education globally. And um, there's a global partnership to ensure that looking at the morale and um, knowing that it's imperative that we ensure that every child has a right to uh, an appropriate education and a high quality education. Um, but the report also explores the challenges that countries face in educating students um, with the trying to achieve the same vision um, globally with the different aspects of taking into account um, not all uh, countries have the same resources and the cultural differences within those countries. And so in achieving the vision and trying to demonstrate a concrete policy on examples from countries around the world and how they manage and tackle um, the success of their students and how the differing of maybe just the understanding of what does the word inclusion mean for us. Um, sometimes there's uh, what does the what does lack of teacher support mean for our country or absence of data in a particular area or appropriate infrastructure and looking at community support and maybe even untargeted finance. So just getting on the same uh, understanding level between the different countries of what these things mean to them um, is kind of the basis for the reports. First, this is what we want to try to achieve, but these are the challenges that we may face in doing that, understanding what aspects of each country, um, how they feel about education in these particular key areas, and how those things may impact their overall goal. And so they also look at um, uh, the, the construct of different laws and policies within these countries, and also um, looking at the educational um, inequalities. Also, um, it talks about the progress of telling the story behind education and kind of where we've come from and looking at a new platform um, where we can kind of explore the different educational profiles. So it also offers um, 
an online platform where you can go and look at educational profiles that describe how countries' laws and policies uh, on inclusion in education um, may be different. And that is going to be a part of the April 2020 report. And then later on, they will have a regional report that looks at a collaborative effort and a deeper look or deeper dive into inclusion and education in Latin America and the Caribbean. That will come out in July and August of this year. And then later on in December, they will have a comparative study and a regional report of Central and Eastern Europe and then uh, Central Asia. And so if you're interested in looking at the continuation of this particular report, and I should also note that the Global Education Monitoring Report on Inclusion is put out by the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. So again, that's the United Nations Educational uh, scientific and cultural organization. And this is uh, a report that is designed to um, keep us all abreast of what their global mission is. And global education monitoring um, is an independent um, editorial report that offers um, evidence-based um, annual reports uh, and its headquarters is in Paris. Um, so this report monitors the progress um, towards education, target goals, uh, sustainable development of goals, and it's also adopted by um, the United Nations members. And um, its mandate is um, drawn from the World Education Forum and the Education 2030 Framework for Action. And so that's their strategic plan and their focus um, in moving towards their 2020, 2030 goals. And so implementation of, of the national and international um, strategies um, help the partners within this global monitoring report that are stated in here kind of have a framework of where they're trying to take education globally and how can we collaboratively focus on the, the key topics to achieve these these actual goals. And they also have an international advisory board. Um, but some of the leading principles for this 2030 agenda is um, sustainable development um, that comes from the No Child Left Behind and it aims to um, ensure that inclusion and equity, equity, equity or equitability, <laughs> I can't even get my words out tonight, equitability um, and quality education um, promote long-term learning opportunities for all students. And so it, it also kind of aims to um, eliminate as much as possible any gender disparities in education and tries to ensure that all levels of education vocational um, and voluntary uh, and targeted aims of education is provided. And also looking at the safety and nonviolence um, or, you know, a nonviolent movement towards bettering education and how can we be more inclusive and effective in our learning environments. 
Um, and so it's an actual working document and it's just used to provide a basis for, you know, consultation uh, and stimulate discussion that can elicit, you know, a more uh, robust feedback on what the multiple stakeholders need to take into account as um, education evolves and the concept of inclusion in education has a is evolving. So as it, as it relates to um, concerns in inclusive education, um, this is kind of like a relatively new term. So back in the 60s, um, we considered the idea of children with disabilities um, should be as far as inclusion should be at that time segregated from their peers um, so that they could have, you know, healthcare professionals look after their primary needs. But then when we moved on to the 70s, um, countries started to um, challenge that approach of the medical approach and children with special needs. And it kind of moved more towards educational systems and human rights and granting students with disabilities the right to education, the right to be mainstream within the classroom. And then in the later, in the, in the late 70s, the principles of inclusion included students with disabilities or going to maybe even special schools or being integrated into the regular schools. And so there's been this gradual shift in the official language of um, students with handicaps to students with disabilities. And there has been this global agenda to kind of move that segment of the population forward in a more inclusive way. And so we're looking at expanding education for all students um, instead of focusing on students with um, special needs or special educational needs. It's more inclusive that um, they want to um, help children from all backgrounds. And so they want it just to be one general focus of all students um, and taking into account that all students have um, from different backgrounds have unique characteristics, unique interests, unique abilities, and unique learning needs. And so... Um, and that all students have a fundamental right to education. And so they want to look at all aspects of all children rather than separating the children or um, labeling them in that particular way. And I also should note that within this particular report, there are over 40 individuals from the particular organizations or the particular countries that were used as a focus group to also offer additional information on this particular topic. And so tonight we are t discussing the Global Medical Monitoring Report 2020 and how we look at education from a global aspect. And again, I want to note that uh, I did a roundtable discussion on the 8th of this month and that is uploaded on Spreaker as well and it is an hour-long episode so if you're interested in listening to um, some educational professionals from around the world I encourage you to go on Spreaker or YouTube and or SoundCloud 
and also listen to that particular roundtable. It's the second roundtable that we've done, and I was the host for roundtable two. And my co-host, Erica Hansen, was the uh, host for roundtable one. So with that said, we're going to take a short break, and I hope that you join us after the break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Was each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back. I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. And tonight's topic is the Global Education Monitoring Report 2020. And just before the break, I gave a synopsis of the report and the things that they're actually focusing on within this particular report. And some of the principles um, that are involved in this um, examination of education and the um, global movement towards bettering education is a uh, some of the inclusive concepts that, you know, all the countries must take into account. They need to look at the needs of the poor, of course, and the most disadvantaged within our population. And that includes, you know, when we're looking at um, our disadvantage, it's no longer, you know, one segment group. Because if we're looking at this from a global perspective, we have, you know, children who are working, we have children um, who live in remote areas um, or who are even nomads or um, have ethnic or linguistic um, minorities in a particular country or a particular area, which means it may not be their native tongue. And then you have you know, younger people, you have adults who are affected um, by conflict. Uh, we have our HIV and AIDS population and our population of um, those who are hungry and in poor health, and then, of course, those who have special learning needs. And so when we think about um, education and being inclusive, 
all of those um, disadvantaged populations are involved within that and, and thinking about how we can be uh, have principles that are non-discriminatory and also provide um, support for these populations. Of course, we know we have rights for persons with disabilities and they have, you know, policies that uh, are, of course, um, without discrimination or discrimination based and promote equal opportunity for being inclusive within the educational system at all levels. But as we define uh, inclusive for education and looking at it with a global dialogue and thinking about how are these concepts understood? Is it a narrow focus on students with disabilities or are we looking at it from a broader meeting that encompasses all learners and focuses on policy um, that makes some groups more vulnerable um, or feel like they're excluded from education because, you know, that has been um, part of the framework that they're discussing as well. And it focuses on a, a full range of participation from all countries um, to look at the most vulnerable of our population and those that are at risk or marginalized by, you know, what we consider inclusive education. And we also want to understand within the report that they're explaining that once they are included, that that's not the ending, that's not the end all be all or the end point for where you should go with education. Okay, now that we've included them, now what are we going to do is what the report addresses. And so um, a lot of the things, they're not restricted to questions about strictly education. Um, it also involves a range of elements that are um, talk about the educational experiences and what that outcome is going to be. And also, you know, what is going to be the educational content? What is going to be the learning material that the students will use? Um, teaching teachers to be prepared for being more inclusive and looking at the infrastructure and the learning environment that, that the students will be in. And also, what are the community norms uh, globally uh, in these communities? And also having an available space for dialogue and criticism um, so that they can look at are the textbooks promoting one ethnic group above another, or does it contain discriminatory content? And how can it be more equitable and fair uh, across the board for all cultures globally? And so two of the other um, highlights, um, some or some of the other highlights that they have within the report uh, include the divergence between um, inclusive education and you know how it's been um, criticized and the lack and the lack of conceptual focus um, and looking at the key differences uh, in interpreting can this difference be implemented I mean can you know these differences across these cultural and global spectrums, can they actually be implemented? You know, we have 
this focus and we say that we're going to look at all the elements and how we can educate across the world. But um, is this something that we can actually merge together and do uh, and keeping in mind that there are going to be barriers based on the different um, geographic locations? of the schools and of the students and taking a broader view at education and looking at the universal support that we can give students um, and thinking about all students who are at risk and definitely students with disabilities and how can we include them in mainstream classes and not assume that everything that they have available to them that they have the adequate resources, you know, can um, this transition can be difficult, especially for the most vulnerable of our populations, because sometimes people, when we institute policy, we think that once the policy is instituted, then there's going to be this major swift change and change happens slowly. Policy is something that drives it. Yes. But um, it's partially a mindset. You know, people have to get their minds wrapped around. What are these changes we're making? Why are we making these changes? Getting a clear understanding of what the concepts are and where we're trying to move forward so that everyone is working on um, that is as closely related to the same page as possible and recognizing, you know, that there will be differences and there will be challenges that will be faced. But as long as you're working towards providing inclusive education and you're adjusting and making uh, adjustments uh, according to the recommendations that come forth from parents and community leaders and stakeholders and uh, everyone involved, the school systems and administrators, and looking at those recommendations and, of course, um, making adjustments as those concerns or maybe even feedback that these things are working um, come forward. And so um, the report also addresses the different dimensions and degrees and, uh, and elements of inclusion, you know, related to the different communities. It talks about the interpersonal relationships and the informal groups and formal groups, the classroom structure, classrooms, schools, and communities. But it also looks at the different dimensions of the physical, uh, social groups, um, psychological aspects, what is perceived as inclusion by the student, and what is perceived as exclusion by the student. And also systematically, you know, things that affect uh, the most vulnerable population, as I noted, you know, such as fees. And, you know, if, if the students are part of a migrant family or a refugee family, uh, are, are there barriers there because they don't have the proper documentation that they need in order to be educated within the actual system? And then some of the um, final elements that they talk about are the national and legal frameworks regarding education policy and governance and how are we going to finance it? Definitely the curriculum and the learning materials and also the facilities and infrastructure that go along with getting the community involved and having all the necessary agreement ingredients for this 
um, suggested framework <laughs> to work. And also, um, you know, they're looking at the final report, you know, to examine the role and the different elements, again, as it relates to the support of this inclusional policy, as it relates to, you know, because it, it's always helpful when you have governance um, backing you and uh, looking at local inclusion of the learners and who is vulnerable within this particular segment and how geographically it can be balanced um, in any situation that brings about um, some disparities there. And so if you're looking for a report that looks at not only education locally, but a global look, uh, again, at education, this is a report that comes out. And uh, again, it is an independent project. And the source is um, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. And so I encourage you to um, go online. It is a free report that you can look at the framework for yourself and look at the roles in which um, this report um, analyzes the role of, you know, the legal tools that are needed to support the development of this um, educational structure that they're proposing in a more inclusive educational system and looking at it from an international perspective. And so um, it also sets the stage um, and because we can't very well talk about education reform without looking at the contextual backdrop. And I did allude to that earlier. So it does mention the U.S.'s um, 1954 Brown versus Education of Topeka County decision, which was a landmark case um, for civil rights. And so looking at going forward, you have to also look at the past and look at your past, maybe missteps and how we were not able to provide uh, inclusion and equity, equity to students. And so, you know, if, if our governance is weak, then it can prevent and impede policy and how we're going to move forward within uh, our educational systems. And we also have to take into account that our teachers and our school leaders need our support and, um, any of these formulas are going to need funding, and so we need to be in support of education, our educational leaders, and motivate our teachers um, to be able to um, uh, implement these things because there will be structural barriers and, you know, give them the autonomy that they need to be able to adapt the curriculum, to be able to have the support that they need as far as um, uh educational aids if they need them within the classroom, if they're going to be more inclusive, but that doesn't come about without funding. So we have to look at if we're going to be more inclusive, um, you know, is there going to, are there going to be transportation issues? Is there an infrastructure problem with our road conditions and getting students who may have um, some type of physical barrier um, and having, you know, the, the buildings designed properly so that these things are accessible. So, you know, there are totally separate issues, inclusion and equity in education um, and the educational system as a whole and looking at students 
who may be disadvantaged or uh, disproportionately affected by some of these things. And so we have to look at the community's um, current practices, beliefs, and attitudes regarding um, education and educational opportunities and looking at you know, how these initiatives can focus on involving parents and community leaders to look at the accountability piece um, because we all are responsible for providing uh, students with a better education. So I hope that, you know, this overview of the 2020 Global Education Monitoring Report was helpful and informative for you. And I want to thank you for joining me on tonight's episode. We hope that you join us next week. That's our time, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm your host, Buffy Williams. If you like what you've heard, search for us on your smart speaker and listen to us anytime. Thank you for listening. Good night. Until we meet again next Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we discuss next week's topic. Enjoy expanded content from the New Heights Education Group host on Blog Talk, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Watch No Learning. On next week's episode, we will be discussing flipped classrooms. So join us. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.